program is paid for by Talking Reds, LLC. The tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley is on the air. Quiet on the set. We're all sound. Action. You can be part of the show by calling 392-TALK. That's 392-8255. Or hit the guys up on social media by tweeting to at Jeff Cardoza UF and at Pat underscore Dooley. The grill is hot and the beverages are ice cold. It's time to tailgate. Here's Jeff and Pat. Welcome in to another edition of the Tailgate. Pat Dooley and Jeff Cardozo here with you. Of course, we didn't have a show yesterday. We both had things to do. I had a good uh, little trip down to Deland to speak to that quarterback club. A bunch of good people there, including Max Steen, who played for the Gators nice. many years ago. Um, but it was good. It was a good good group. I like groups that get what I'm saying. You know what I mean? They yeah. they so laugh at all the, the right jokes. So that group must have been old, older people. Exactly. I like older groups. Uh, I was finishing second in a golf tournament. You finished second a lot. Yeah. I don't like to finish. But first. then so did Nicholas. Yeah. He finished second like twenty one majors, so Yeah. So he's he's good. And that is an honest second. Versus probably an unhonest <laughs> first. <laughs> when you look at the schmucks that ended up winning. What'd you win? Um bag, a cooler, and dozen balls. It was nice. I like take it. it. And I, I like those tournaments because it's no mulligans or nothing. That's the way the stop turn straight was. up. I, I agree with no mulligans. So it, still, because there was there was 248 players. Like, that's how big it was. What? Yeah, it's two courses. Oh, Bo- two Both courses. nines are being taken up. You so play the front nine of eight, which is what we have for our turn. You play the yeah. front nine of one course and the back nine of the other course, and you flip. And huh. but it makes it fun. It was down at that LPGA uh, tournament. Yeah, yeah, that's that a great course place over down there, Daytona. I went over there. There's a Bucky's right there too. Yeah, I went. I went over there one day, just hit balls with uh, my um, brother-in-law Dick, and we just. Uh, it was one of the great practice facilities I've ever used. So it was really cool. I like that place. Well, what's not cool is what's happening in. Marietta right now. Yeah, it's not Atlanta. It's not Atlanta, but it is... Uh, Marietta Braves. The Braves not being able to hit in the clutch. And Max Fried not being good no. today, which was a little surprising. Well, it is. Um, and I always worry about it, though, when you have almost too much rest. Mm-hmm. And they came out like a team that maybe should have been playing yeah, last They were year. aggressive. Yeah. Um, Phillies were offensively. Yeah, that's what I mean. And And you're hot. That team's still hot. The Braves hadn't played since really a serious game since Tuesday of last week, so I mean I'm not making excuses. It's just the way it works out. So, yeah. but but don't panic. They leave the bases loaded in the first, leave the bases loaded in the second, third. and or the third, third and yeah. then again two guys on the inning after that. Then they finally score, but then they leave two more on that inning, and it's just it was not being able to hit in the clutch. So they, it's that's what they did in that. That game against the Marlins that actually clinched it for them. They left like 
15 runners on base or something ridiculous like that. So, And, and how about what the Phillies are doing? Give them credit. Two different occasions, they got a guy on, bunted him over. I know. And then it worked. And then the that guy scored both uh, of the times. Harper hero. even bunted. Yeah, Bryce Harper. Bunny. But, yeah, I mean, give him credit. I, I give him full credit. But the game's not over. Seventh inning. And certainly the series isn't over. It is not. And, of course, skater football season is not over. They get their first SEC win. I'm sure many of you have hashed it out with uh, Steve if you listen to this station all day long. Our opportunity now to talk about what happened in the Swamp on Saturday. Again, not the uh, the greatest game for Anthony Richardson. Still has a, a lot to figure out, which we will certainly talk about. But they won. And What did I say? Well, I don't know if you were here on for the last hour of the show. Obviously, you weren't Friday, so I mm-hmm. might have said it then. That I would take win by one, mm-hmm. right? So they win by seven, and all I'm doing is ripping them and, <laughs> and, and all the stuff I'm writing. But, yeah. But ripping them why? Because of the defense? Third and 55, there's yeah. one thing right there. Right. Which you add those three plays together, that's what it ended up being. Yeah. Um, yeah, that defense is still – you know where they rank in first – third down defense? Probably 150th. Hundred. Well, there's only 131 teams, so they're at 125. Okay. They're allowing more than half of their third down conversions to be converted. And but I will say this, we're six games in. This is your team. Yeah. It this is a team that's not going to play good defense. They're going to let teams drive on them. You hope they can make a big play like Jaden Hill did, not only the interception, but the one down on the 3-yard line was a huge play in mm-hmm. that game. You hope that can happen to keep them out of the end zone. And Anthony Richardson's going to be a roller coaster ride and I don't know if he'll ever be able to want to get off, but it's going to be interesting because he was he was not good. He made the two biggest plays of the game, and he still had, didn't have a good game. But again, it's it's weird because it goes back to why was he good against Tennessee, Tennessee. and then the next week it's a crappy opponent, but still. But because he was like there was there was something to him, there was an energy, there was a confidence, there was a swag, and then you watch him. In this game, it's like he was not even was there a, again. Was a very good body language. Like I yeah. don't understand why you can have success, and this all goes back to the mental stuff. Like, and and I said it three weeks ago. I said there has to be a want, there has to be a passion, there has to be a f you to the other team that he has to cross that white line with and show up, and he didn't do it. How do you not freaking do it? That's what I don't understand. I I. This is just a theory, and again, I don't know anything. But I think that when they put the ball in his hands at Knoxville, it it turned him on. And then when you don't put the ball in his hands, it turns him off. You know, he only threw 14 passes. It's the fewest they've thrown since Will Muschamp's last game nice. <laughs> against South Carolina. Uh, when, Spurrier, when Spurrier beat him and said, I'm sorry, man. I'm so sorry we beat you because you're going to get fired. Um, yeah, so they weren't putting the ball in his hands. He made a couple of good plays. Um, but the first play of the game was great. 20 yards a short of the guy's yeah. wide open, and then then he misses passes and doesn't know what he's doing. He only threw 14 of them. So, I think he, he kind of needs to get going. You know, like, yeah. like but, there, but he did. He came back out in the second half, though, with a little bit of energy again. Yeah. And I think that's what made him play better. So there has to be... I think to me, listen, the the, the I, tools are there. That's what I'm, but I'm what I'm saying, Jeff, is this is going to be all year, right? And that's what's frustrating. Accept it, like, but why can't he accept that he's good when he has that mentality? 
I don't know. Like that's the problem. I I don't. I'm not his coach. And I, I and and it goes back to another thing that I wanted to talk to you about because I know you've been very um, defensive about Patrick Tony, but at some point, guys not being where they're supposed to be six games into the season is a problem. Yeah, well, then it's not just the players. Okay. You're not doing a good enough do- job of getting the right guys in the game. Maybe yeah, I, I think that's more it than. But that's other. a coaching decision. Well, I I, yeah. I get that. Yeah. But do you put a fifth year senior out there in zero, or do you put a freshman out there? I I guess that you got to put the I, freshman because again we saw that fourth and zero fourth and eighteen where he didn't he did not do what he was supposed to do. Doesn't cover people. He doesn't understand the scheme. Cover three. And what the zone is. You know what cover three is. Cover three is the three guys stay back and they're they're the safeties, Mm -hmm. but the underneath guys have to take away parts of the field. And just, did he he not get the call? I don't, maybe he's not seeing the calls correct. Um, But not only that, but the play, the one that drove me the craziest was third and 22. And nobody's covering the running back. Nobody. Is covering the running back, and I'm and he's not just getting it behind the line; he's getting it a little bit downfield. Yeah, because I mean, he you would expect him to be able to break a tackle, so he breaks one, but then there should be four or five more guys swarming to it, and then nobody's nobody's there. Now, I, I, I see. So, I guess what I'm trying to say is, your defense is going to keep other teams in every game, and you're good enough offensively because you, if even if Anthony's off, the running game. They can stay with that. Clearly, they can block pretty much anybody because that was a pretty good defensive line that they played against. Yeah, um, yeah. Both two running backs go over eighty yards. That th- that is what they are. They are this team, and and not only that, Jeff, but I think we learned another thing about Billy Napier, and that is when he's at home and feels like they've got the better team, he's going to call the game very conservative. Versus what he did up, up yeah, in Knoxville. Going for it all the time. Going for it all the time, running different places. Maybe you need to go back to go for it because you don't have a field goal kicker. Yeah, it's an issue too right there. I mean, the, the game shouldn't have been close. You make a couple field goals. Like the the dude He's for – missing uh, right too. Yeah. The dude for the Raiders, Daniel Carlson. Oh, guy's unbelievable. Made 25 in a row. No, it's more than that. 26 I think it's now. 38. No. Yeah. That's not definitely. Not. I'll look it up. I think it's thirty-eight because I was listening. I was listening to the game driving home from Deland, and I don't. By the way, did you did you watch the whole game? I did not watch the end. Okay. Well, I after did. Kelsey got his second touchdown, I, that clinched my fantasy night. So I was second. like, second. I'm good. <laughs> he ended up with four. I know. So that's why. All right. So um, there was apparently a play in the fir- in the second quarter where they called roughing the passer on the Chiefs. I saw it, and the announcers that I was listening to driving back were Raiders announcer. That's just the station I found. They went on and on about what the worst call they'd ever seen. And it was for the Raiders. Mm -hmm. And they said, we normally don't get calls like that here, but that's, what was your opinion of that? Because I haven't still had to see it. No, same same thing. And there was another call, the game that Aikman was doing, that, or was that the same game? Was was it last? I got confused. Yeah, it it is. Yeah, so... so Aikman said, and, and I didn't know if he was going to get in trouble or not for this. He said on the air, he's like, "We need to, we need to get to a point where we we take off our we take our dresses off." It's gotten bad. I mean, obviously like the it's, Brady, it's Brady one on Sunday. Yeah, was, that one was brutal. Yeah. And then and then I, somebody showed 
top frame to frame of two plays in the game. One was Mahomes getting slung to the ground, mm -hmm. no penalty. One was Brady getting slung to the ground. And the rules are different penalty. for Tom Brady. Sure. They are. And it's it, you know, they want to keep that guy erect. That's what she said. But the bottom line is you they, they've got to solve that problem. They got to solve a lot of problems. Yeah, it's it, it's got to change. It's it, you can't do any oh. It was the it wasn't that game. It wasn't the Bucks. No. Thumbs. It was strip it was a strip sack taking the guy to the ground. All right. I'm not going to That was people. that game. That was the game last night. It was okay, a strip so it was. sack yeah. on that play. Yeah. Yes, okay. So and, yeah. Uh, what's was. his name? Uh the the big defensive end. I can't think of his name now. I'm blanking out. He he actually stole it the was. ball. It was. Yeah, yeah. That's that was last night. Yes. But but they're also talking about the Brady play. And it was a yeah. So all right. So we're good. A lot to talk about. Phone lines are going to get open now. We'll take a break. Make that happen. It is our Titan MRI hotline, 392-8255. You're listening to The Tailgate. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Talia Baya. Today kicks off the first day of the Divisional Series. The Phillies and Braves are the first to face off right now. It is currently top of the seventh, and the score is 7-3 and three in favor of the Phillies. The Guardians and Yankees will also be duking it out tonight. You can tune in right here at 7 for live coverage. Moving to the NHL, the Lightning will be facing the New York Rangers in an Eastern Conference final rematch at Madison Square Garden. Playtime is set for 6.30. Finally, the Gators volleyball team defeated LSU twice over the weekend. They are now 13-3 overall and have only lost once in SEC play. Next up, they will be traveling to Mississippi State Friday. That's your Gainesville Fort Center. I'm Talia Baya. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Things have certainly got a little out of hand lately when it comes to just buying our everyday necessities. Just look at gas, streaming services, and heck, even chicken wings. Well, there is one necessity that shouldn't cost a ton, and that's taking care of yourself and helping fix all the aches and pains in life. And the fine folks at Titan MRI agree. With costs a fraction of what you'd pay at a hospital, you'll not only save money, you'll be taken care of by staff with over 20 years of scanning experience. Titan MRI is the only locally owned and operated MRI center in town and has offices in Gainesville and Lake City. And the great part about going there is you can park right out in front of the office. There's no long walks from a parking garage. The average scan time is just 15 minutes. So you can get back on your way with doing whatever it is you do in no time. With nothing but five-star reviews, they'll give you the five star treatment titan mri is a place where your doctors are sending their family so when you need an mri call titan first and you'll burst into smiles that it'll be the best thing you ever did for yourself hey gator nation it's jameel here from the mealy pop shop gainesville's home for all things sports cards collectibles memorabilia autographs Pokemon, Funko Pop, comics, coins, and more. Just wanted to share with you information about our new website, MealyPops.com. Well, Jamil, the website is fantastic. I was on there last night. You've got a ton of sports cards, Pokemon boxes, and packs. I even jumped into one of the online breaks, and guess what? I want some sweet stuff. Yeah, man, the website's got links to even all our social media accounts and info on the shop. We can't list everything on the store, so come on by the shop for a selection over 1 million cards and unopened boxes and packs. Remember, MealyPops.com, M-E-E-L-Y-P-O-P-S.com, and we are also open every Tuesday through Sunday located here in town by the Santa Fe College sign off 39th Avenue. 
Thank you so much for your support, Gator Nation. And as always, go Gators! There's a ton of things I love doing. That's why I have so many fun jobs and why I try so hard to make it to the kids' concerts, recitals, and games. But with everything that's going on, it doesn't leave me much time to take care of the chores at home. And since I hate chores, especially cleaning, I let the experts handle that one for me. Each week, a fully trained team from Molly made dust, vacuum, wipes, cleans, whatever I need them to do in the house, leaving me more time to do the things I enjoy. Molly made is fully insured and is ready to do your dirty work for you as well. Call them up at 378-7755 or check them out online at mollymade.com. They're made for this. Here are your three grilled cheeseburgers. Enjoy your Sonic. So what came first, the grilled cheese or the burger? So you know the burger had to come first. You go back hundreds of years. Oh, cheese has been around hundreds of years, too. Uh, What do you get when you combine a grilled cheese with a cheeseburger? The new Sonic Grilled Cheeseburger. Made with 100% pure seasoned beef and Texas toast. Try one half price in the app. Wow, this is a good debate. Online only or in the Sonic app. Add-ons extra. Limit one. Not good with other offers. Limited time only at participating Sonic drive-ins. Come celebrate Tom Petty's birthday in Gainesville this October 20th, 21st, and 22nd at Parkwood Soundstage for three days of music and stories, 20 different acts, all playing Tom's biggest hits. The best part? It's free. Go to TomPettyWeekend.com to reserve your free ticket. Sponsored by Meldon Law and Visit Gainesville, Alachua County. Inside the Huddle with Steve Spurrier, Shane Matthews, and Steve Russell. Tuesday morning at 11 a.m. right here on WRUF. This is the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, and you're listening to The Tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 a.m. WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. All right, thanks to... uh... My buddy Gary Meyer, who, without me having to look it up, sent me a text. 36 in a row for Mr. Carlson. Pretty good. He's really – I mean, you keep thinking, okay, now now he'll miss one. And some of those are in the plus 50-plus Well, and that's range. that's still probably the most difficult job in all of sports. There's only 32 of them, like, that get to play. Yep. Exactly. But I'm amazed when somebody does miss. Yeah, because I mean they're all. That's how good they have to be. Look, I'm not surprised when a college kicker misses at all. Sure, but, but when, a, yeah, when an NFL the elite guy, of the elite. there's yeah, there's the 32 best, and when they miss a kick, like even McPherson missed one yeah. earlier this year, but he's now he's back on track and making everything. Yeah, but, he's good. Yep. All right, we're back on track with some phone calls. Kate is here today, taking those phone calls. So call her up, say hey, and we'll get you on the air, just like John's gonna be. Hey, John, what's up? Hey, guys, I missed you guys yesterday. I guess you guys were out doing stuff, so I had a little bit of a sound off for you guys. I mean, we can do it today. Okay, that's great. Well, you guys are talking about the, the Chiefs-Raiders game last night, and the, the guy, uh, Chris, Chris Jones, is the, the defense. Chris Jones, yes. I couldn't yeah. think of his name. Well, the thing is, what frustrates me is the fact that he stripped him with his right hand, and he's falling down because of his massive body size, falling down on top of Derek Carr, but he's using his left hand to brace himself so he's not getting yeah, he tried, the front. Tried to not do it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he fell. I mean, the natural gravity of, of falling down, you both are falling down, and he's holding the ball in his right hand. How, how ridiculous is that? And the frustrating for me, Jeff, you know I'm a Dolphins fan, is like when, when Tua got 
suplex by the Bengals two weeks ago. Nothing got called on that. That was the that was the worst non call that see. So I think that the NFL yeah, and then the play with Brady was the same exact thing, and they yeah, called it exactly. on him. Yeah. So I mean, I just think that they're trying to maybe compensate for the Tua deal because I've heard this all day sure. by the talking head. So I mean, they they need to go to. I mean, if it has to be going to a review and up in the booth to say what was. I mean, it's kind of like pass interference or no pass interference. You know, they need they need to review it with the, the severity of the play. That's that's all I got to say. Well, on that. yeah, and then John, I think the the Bridgewater deal was pretty crappy too because he's fine. He's sitting there talking to the ref, not yeah. wobbling or anything. Passes yeah. a concussion protocol immediately, and then somebody else comes over because of the new rule they just put in because of Tua basically says he can't now play the rest of the game. But you know why? That guy doesn't want to get fired. Correct. Like the, That's exactly the what happened. doctor for yep. the Dolphins. So they don't want to get fired. They want to be legality of it. So I'm no problem with that. They just need to do something about it. But, uh, Pat. Well, we by the way, just, just to let you – I just finally watched the play for the first time. I yeah. do – you're not allowed to kind of drive your body into it, but he – like you said, he tried to brace his fe- yeah he with his fell. left yeah. hand. Tried to stop. He yeah. did. He wasn't driving him through the ground. He was stealing the ball from him, and that's he should've... already had the ball in his yeah. right hand. Yeah, you know no, <laughs> that was just crazy. But uh, Pat, we talked over the summer, and it, one of my favorite players in the last couple of years has been you know Damian Pierce. We talked about it, and we talked about he's going to have a great year. I think he's going to be the, the you know a thousand yard rusher we haven't had probably since maybe Matt Jones. I think he had a thousand yard season with Washington, but my point is, if if, if Dan would have used him, the boneheaded coach that uses him, maybe he still would have kept his job. That guy is a beast. Did you see that run, that one run he had on Sunday against the Jaguars? Yeah, absolutely. He was. Uh, I mean, he had like five guys draped on him, and he's carrying them like 15 yards down inside the one. It's all you over know, Twitter, was, his uh, post-game press conference, or it may have been his Monday press conference, but anyway, it's and he's talking about how he eluded him, and you have to you have to turn your shoulders and, and spin him off, you know, and all this. I mean, the guy is, is a really good football player. I will say this. I kind of went back and looked up some things. And let's not forget that in his senior year, he did have more than 700 yards of total offense and 16 touchdowns. So, now, what I would do with somebody who has 700 yards is get them to 1,400 yards yep, and 32 yep. touchdowns. Yeah, agreed. But, again, there was two other guys, so and that's just the philosophy. But I, I'm, but I'm with you. They, when he was in the game, he was uh, – Yeah, it me, made a difference. I think he was an X factor yes. for Florida. You know? I mean, you know, you want to say the other backs were very talented, but I just I – mean, But, I but John, I, I also don't know if is where, where that season went last year if having him in the game would have helped them win an additional game. Maybe Missouri would be the only one that – I mean, they're not going to win the South well, Carolina game. the game, South Carolina, when they had like 400 yards of rushing, that doesn't help us on defense. No. But if you had him, you know, helping keep South Carolina off the field, maybe he would have – maybe that would have been a win. Yeah, I don't know. They, they didn't want to play that game anyway. No. Right. Well – Let's go back to the Dolph or the Gators. You you guys are talking about these third down and twenty twos. It's just the things I see. Guys are taking bad angles. I just finished watching the ninety six Florida LSU game here. I just go back to watch a couple of games, and the thing that I see in difference on defense is team speed. I think we we are very poor on team speed. I mean, you got exceptional guys like you know Ventral Miller, you know. Um, you know, Cox, he, at times he has great speed. 
but the whole whole aspect of the team, they they take bad angles, and they, they when they get into the pass rush, you know, the big three hundred eighty pound dude coming in, he he has no shot at getting to the quarterback when they're rolling out. I just think we, I mean, unless we blitz, we just, I mean, our front four has no shot of getting to the quarterback. I think I think overall our team speed on defense is horrible. I mean, we just they need to they need to shore that up if they're gonna if they're they're gonna go forward and and, and be successful. No, there's no doubt, and it, and it starts with that front four that is not very good, um, unless the quarterback is running exactly where Brenton Cox is going to rush. Um, you know, the other and not getting much out of that. You know, they don't have to block one of the tackles at all. I mean, just all you got to do with with Desmond Watson, and I I feel bad for the guy because he shouldn't be playing as much as he is. Yeah, is just engage him, and that's all he's going to do is is stay engaged with you. So it's part of the problem, but I mean, you know, you, again, you're talking about the '96 defense. Think of I mean, all Reggie of them. McGrew. Reggie McGrew. That game, I was watching it. He was he was tracking down Kevin Falk sideline to sideline. I mean, a guy with that that height or that that weight tracking down a speedster like Kevin Falk. That was amazing to me. Watching well, that's that. and that's I, what I was going to say. There's a lot yeah. of there were a lot of pros on that team, uh, yeah. guys who went on to the NFL, but. Also, there were a lot of guys who knew their role that weren't really NFL guys, like Atiko Brown, guys like that. Right. You know, James Bates. Those were yep. guys that were really good players to, in, in the, at the college level. And then you added in some exceptional talents like Javon Curse and Curse. Tony George, who was very good. Mike Obviously, Peterson. Mike Peterson, who played a long time in the league. Yep. Um, Thad Bullard's wrestling. Thad Bullard is <laughs> right. a pro wrestler. Tyus O'Neill. Willie Wobble yeah. Rogers. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, that John, I, I think that is something that they they understand. You you've got to have more speed and that's what the, the game has evolved into. Any, I mean, anywhere I see, you go. Like I said, I see guys in position to make tackles. I just think they lose I mean, uh, it just frustrates me. A guy'll be in position to make a tackle and the guy and they whiff and the guy goes another fifteen yards downfield and it's like that's well, where yeah. we're missing and again, speed aspect. It's not just speed, it is technique and stuff like technique. that and, and i will say this i think a lot of the evaluations that were made of players that were d- recruited before napier right. got here were basically done off of uh you know recruiting magazines you know right four stars and everything that they weren't they weren't getting the guys that they especially when your defensive coordinator doesn't recruit um they weren't getting guys that had technique down and they knew how to do things and all you were going to do was refine it I think they've got a lot of guys who are just learning technique for the first time. In fact, I've heard that about the offensive linemen, how the offensive linemen uh, are, have learned so much this year and just in terms of I'm, technique. I'm really impressed. That's my favorite. That's probably my best uh, unit on the team that they've, they've played pretty well for, for what we've got. You know? Yep. No doubt. Thank you, John. Hey, guys. Thank you, guys. Yep. yep. Appreciate you. Let's uh, snag Lewis next. Hey, Lewis. Welcome. Hey, thanks, guys, for taking the call. A uh, couple of points I want to make. I listen to you all most of the day today. You all got into the psychological side of Anthony Richardson. I really think he mimics and mirrors his head coach. If you notice, Napier, he's not a rah, 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 high-spirited, fired-up, uh, spit-tobacco, skull-chewing guy. I mean, he's low-key, professional. And Anthony on the sideline, I watch him. He comes off the field after a bad series. And he's not trying to pump up guys who may not run the route right, run the uh, play right, or he may have made a mistake. He goes to the bench 
this out. He is a young kid trapped in a talented body, and the green light hasn't gone on to say, hey, it's okay for you to push this team and push yourself to get out there. When the play is not there, you play football. I think Anthony psychologically has not been given that permission. Hey, God, trust your skills. Trust your size. Trust If I call and play, it ain't there or somebody built a restriction. The pass line, you know, go play football. That's what Anthony needs to be told. Last, last point I want to make. I'm concerned about a lot of these kids on the bench, Whittemore, some of those starting tight ends, people who have not, skill players, who have not got any action, any balls thrown to them, any carries. These guys will be looking to get in the, the portal. You've got to start opening your playbook to get some of these guys some playing time or getting some balls thrown to these guys. These guys are not going to do what they do at Alabama, sit on the bench, and the college they play are not getting championship rings. These guys are trying to get their stats up. And I'm concerned about the play to the tight end. Uh, you got another running back that you can work into that, uh, that group of running backs that you've got. I can't think of his name, but he played in the uh, – uh, the game report was last Lingard. And he, he, he looked great. So I, I'm thinking Anthony needs to be stepped on and told him, hey, hey, this is your team. Get them going. Don't come sit on the sideline and, and soak or pout or what have you. Uh, and yes, he's an able player. Yes, he's quiet and so forth. But man, you got as a quarterback, you got to get out there and, and, and walk up and down that sideline and get these guys, hey, what's going on? What's going What's the problem? Why didn't we get this right? And fire these guys up in the huddle. And I'm coming. That's what I'm, I just get dream watching him. He gets me tired because he, he's so, he's so, uh, Lethargic. Hey, Lewis, let me ask you this. Do you think that that can be taught? Do you think that making Anthony Richardson be that type of person can be taught? Or is it just something that he has automatically in him? It, it could be both. Both. I think, I think what's in him is maturity, his ability to mature, to trust this talent. can't disagree with you on any more on any everything you said. First of all, I would never play a guy because of the transfer portal. Yeah, I don't think that's uh I would I would I I am playing to win the game. Yeah. And that's not a thought. And those those tight ends aren't going to transfer. They're not good enough to go somewhere else anyway. And I go somewhere. I mean, Whittemore's gotten some opportunities, but that's the same position as Pearsall, who's the best receiver. So that makes it hard. And I love Trent to death, and and he's made some impact when he's been in there. But there's just guys ahead of him, and I think that's just the the part of it. That doesn't mean that. I mean, he's he's here no matter what. That's one guy that's never going to transfer because his brother's coming and his family's here, so he won't transfer. I don't know the the Richardson thing. I don't know if it like that's his personality. Like he, you talked about him having Napier's personality. 
Richardson didn't like when Mullen got on him last year. He didn't like when he yelled and screamed and kind of get up in his face. That's just not the type of way he wants to be coached. He wants to be coached like the way Napier's coaching him, but I just don't ever see that fieriness in it. And and I agree that you can sort of teach it, but I just don't honestly say I don't think he's going to do that. Like you watch Josh Allen and 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 that mentality. You watch Patrick Holmes Mahomes last night. I mean, that guy's yelling and screaming yeah. at the other sideline at players. Like, that's what I want. You can't teach that. Anthony Richardson's never going to be that guy. He can be that guy to maybe try to motivate the players a little bit, at least from a leadership standpoint. But I don't think he's ever going to be that guy to, to fire fire everybody up and you know have that kind of want and that pissed-off attitude and yelling at the other team and, and just getting into it. And, and I think kinda that's like, like Chris Lee. Yeah, very much like Chris very much. Like but I and I think that's unfortunate because you look at the more successful quarterbacks in the league, they are the a holes. They're those guys that have that fieriness to them. They have that edge to them. And I, to me, honestly, I think that's why Anthony Richardson is never going to reach his potential because he doesn't have that mindset to say, "I'm going to go whip your ass. I'm better than you. I'm going to go out and do it." It's just not who he is. Well, I, I tend to think he's going to have to. Uh, that that green light, I think it, I think it's coming. I think if coach gives him permission and and put no. him out and say, hey guys, here's what we're doing. If I don't get it right, damn it, you go play football. You get this this thing to get. This is your team. I think that's permission Anthony's got to have, and that's what he had in the Tennessee game. He's got all the permission he wants. So yeah. so then all of a sudden you tell me he took it away from him. No, what 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 I'm saying is he, he's the type of kid. That if he makes, he's afraid of making mistakes. That's the bottom line. Right. So he's never going to get it. Then why does he make if mistakes? That's, in every if game? that's the mentality that he has, he's never going to be successful. You can't play like yeah, that. But you can co- you can coach the kids. Say, hey, that was yesterday. Here's today. Here's what I need your ass. Get it in gear. I, I think I, that's I, exactly gotta, the way they coach it. You got to do it. You got to do it. You got to do it. And uh, I think Anthony's got a lot of talent locked up, and and psychologically is what we got to deal with. And we got to give him permission to go out there and play football. If it ain't there, you make it happen. I'm counting on you. You the leader. You want to start. You want to be University of Florida quarterback. You got to make it happen. You put that kind of heat on him, and you 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 coach him up when he makes a mistake, or you applaud him when he's doing what he's doing. I think that boy Greenlight will come on, and he'll be outrageous. All right, Lewis. Thank you. That was cattleman esque I don't I don't agree either because no, I don't agree at I mean, all. Look at look yeah. at as much as you know as godly or religious or whatever you want to call it, Tebow and Warfel, they were pricks on the field. Grossman was a jerk on the field. One of the biggest, yeah. And and Doug Johnson, huge. Like, but those are the successful ones. I mean Trask wasn't. So no, maybe that's the but one No, you can, you don't have to not to be fiery, but you have to be a leader. You have to no uh, no, everybody can be a leader. You have to have an edge. He yeah. doesn't play with an edge. He doesn't play like he's the best player on the field and have that mentality that he is if he w- was willing to, to take over. But I think that, that's the that's problem. Just, but that's the thing. When Lewis says that he's afraid to make a mistake, and I'm like, but he he has made a turnover in all f- last five games. And the interception he threw um, yet, uh, Saturday, he got flat-footed again. Mm-hmm. Instead of instead of you know turning his feet, or if you can't turn your feet, don't throw it. He's trying to arm throw it, and he throws it way high. And he could have had another one too. Yeah, that he didn't necessarily have the footwork. 
All right, we got to get a break. But when we talk about them saying you have permission, yeah, yeah, they call. He comes over. They call the play that he wants to call, and he runs it for thirty-two yards, set up a, a huge touchdown in the game. Yeah. So he had permission. Yeah, you know, do it. Just got to have that mentality every time. We'll be right back. More discussion here on the tailgate. This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Want to start a career with a local company that's been in business for almost four decades, proudly serves the growing needs of our community, and has excellent pay and benefits? Join the quality plumbing team today. From high school grads to apprenticeships, journeymen to master plumbers, quality plumbing can help you build a rewarding career in a high-demand industry. Earn while you learn. Endless opportunities for advancement in job security. Visit qualityplumbing.com today to learn more. License number CFC043073. We know it's been hot as heck outside, and the Gainesville summers certainly make you sweat. But I've got some fantastic news for you weather-wise. Folks, it's about to get even hotter. Now, don't worry. That's a good thing because prices are sizzling at Oaks Jewelry throughout the month of August. In fact, it is their lowest prices of the year. With fashion jewelry and sterling silver, 40% off. Earrings, rings, necklaces, gemstone jewelry, and diamond earrings, 30% off. And fellas, guess what? You can get 20% off engagement rings all month long. It's a perfect time to ask that perfect question. And there's no question that Oaks Jewelry is the place to go for all your jewelry needs. Locally owned and operated, they've been making Gainesville sparkle for more than 30 years. So stop by today, say hey, and walk away with the best gift in town. The barbecue dream began just before the Gators started winning a bunch of championships in the mid-2000s. And more than a decade later, I'm grateful to Gainesville. Just want to say thanks for helping us put the ribs back in barbecue. Hey, this is Adam of Adam's Rib Company. My wife Michelle and I just love seeing thousands of you that have made our restaurant a place to gather, chat, root on the Gators, and chow down on some barbecue. From their slow-smoked ribs, pork, or chicken with flavors that are fantastic, to homemade side dishes of anything imaginable, there's a reason why I use Adam's for a ton of my lunch breaks in between the many jobs from game day ordering to that special event where you don't want to cook we're here to help whether it's an intimate setting amongst friends or a tailgate party for the game we'll fix you up right with the freshest meats and ingredients to make sure your barbecue package is complete so check them out online at adamsribco.com but be prepared to drool when you see the menu or better yet stop by their dining location on 13th street or the place that northwest gainesville has fallen in love with the new carryout spot on 43rd and 53rd right across the street from Publix. You still can't find them? Just stick your nose out the window. It'll guide you to the best barbecue in town. Well, we all hope to be at the top of our game with everything we do. Hard work certainly helps, but so does preventing things from going haywire. So for me, it's maintaining my physique with a little less gummy bears. For those with AC units, it's a maintenance plan that'll keep you cool all year long. And there is nobody better at it than Crystal Air and Water. They've got fast service and flat rates with no surprises, no contracts, no pressure, and you can cancel anytime. Their four-tier preventative maintenance plan has something to suit whatever need you have. So when you need to feel secure that your AC unit is at the top of its game, a call to Crystal Air and Water is one you want to make. 
from the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Increasing cloudiness this evening, overnight skies turning mostly cloudy, patchy dense fog expected tomorrow morning with mild lows in the upper 60s and lower 70s. Tomorrow afternoon, mostly cloudy skies and increasing chance for showers and thunderstorms. That chance will persist into Thursday. High temperatures tomorrow and Thursday in the mid 80s and turning sunny, cooler and drier Friday into the weekend. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. And now, and now, Patrick show. Patrick. If Russ goes to Denver, got a lot of young talent there. Well, Russ has been part of the problem here. Can't pin it on, you know, just the young talent there. Broncos defense has played pretty well. And then you watched last night, and they're just not a good football team. They're not a the Dan Patrick show. Team. Dan and the Danettes and you. Weekday mornings at nine, right here on WRUF. The Mary Wise Show, Monday evenings at 7, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. And now, more of the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley, here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. I got to ask you something because we've seen Richardson three times this year hurt get an ankle issue, right? Where he's had to get it retaped. You had it at Kentucky. The guy hit him low early in the game, and he was hobbling around for a while, and then he got it retaped. And and certainly in this game, there was another guy. I think it was Tennessee, where he had that problem. Do you think that that's having any effect on kind of the way he's struggled? I don't know. No. Okay. I'm just curious, asking questions. It's the other end of his body that is uh, <laughs> struggling, the top end. Well, he's just going to have to figure it out. Yeah. But, again, this is what I – I don't know. I, I just, just think this team is what it is. I And we said this a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I, and there, there's a reason why the best athletes, I think, have that little edge to them. I mean, and you look at a lot of them I – mean, Michael Jordan would beat your ass in practice and like all these other things, but he was the hardest working guy. And I'm not saying Richardson doesn't work hard, but I don't know if there's a pedigree there of being successful. I remember doing one of his games in high school. And if like all these kids that come to the university of Florida, or any sec team, like they were really successful in high school. And it's not like Richardson, I mean, the the team that he had wasn't going to be successful, but I think those quarterbacks or elite players still made their high school team better. Like, take a baseball pitcher, for example. If they're coming to University of Florida, they should win in high school every game that that kid pitches. Like, you're going to be better than anybody else you face in high school. And nine times out of ten, that happens. Anthony Richardson was the best player on the field back then, but still that didn't help them win more games. So I just, I, there, there hasn't ever been that mindset of like just what it takes to win, in my opinion. Well, and that's what Billy Napier is trying to get through to him about what it does take to win. 
and I'll be curious to see what he does. You know, it's funny, Jeff, because LSU basically took the mindset that Florida did when they played Tennessee. LSU said, we're going for everything. They mm-hmm. went, they had a fake kick and all that. None of it worked, of course, yeah. you know, and they got destroyed. Um, but I'm curious to see what Florida now does against LSU and whether LSU feels comfortable doing that, you know. But, yeah, but if they do, I, I kind of feel like perhaps they should try to get more aggressive because when they were aggressive was when they had their best offensive game of the year. And it was. So right. Why not? Back to the phones. Although I will say this. I know this. Missouri's defense is way better than Tennessee. Sure. No question. Mike, what's up? Hey, gentlemen. Hey. Um, you know, all the years I've called in, I've never criticized a player because I figure they're student athletes, you know. But once they start getting paid like men, then I think the gloves come off a little bit, especially I can forgive anything but lack of effort. And if it would not bother me if Anthony Richardson said, I'm quitting the team, I'm going to go get ready for the draft. No problem, go do that. But if you're going to play quarterback for the University of Florida, you need to give everything you have when you get on that field. And I'll just say a couple of plays. Uh, the last game, he was running with the ball, and he had to get to like to the uh, 29. And there's a couple, a blocker and a couple defenders. He stutter steps and pretty much just kind of falls down. Tebow would have run those guys over uh, to make sure he got the first down. Chris Leak wouldn't thing. have. No. It's Danny Werfel probably wouldn't have either. No, he would have fought for a yard if he needed it. Danny was tough. Uh, and, and Danny fought hard. He gave everything he had. He got hit and got right back up and kept fighting. He had a lot of fight. Um, the second thing is when Anthony threw that last uh, interception, and I want people to go back and look at the film. They showed Anthony right afterwards, and he's smiling. Now, how can what is where's their humor and throwing an interception that could cost your team a game? And, I, Jeff, I disagree with you about uh, him not being able to play with fire. He did that last year. Go back and look at the South uh, Florida film, the LSU film, the FSU film. After he scored a touchdown, he was on the sidelines cheering on the defender, uh, the defensive players. He was fiery. He was last year South Florida. He was running over people. He was leaping over people. He was stiff arming people to the ground. He, he, he the was the backup. Is, he still played with fire. But guys, I guys do tend to do that sometimes. They play with a little more fire when they're the backup. But yeah. But he, listen, he, if you're going to play quarterback at the University of Florida, then play with some fire. And he okay. showed he has fire last year. But what happened in the offseason was he's told he's going to be a millionaire. He's driving a Lamborghini. Why should he put his uh, body on the line and risk millions of dollars? And I understand that. If, you, if that's how you feel, go to the pros now. But if you're going to play like that for the University of Florida, it, it, it's just not acceptable. And, and put somebody in there that will play hard. Because Anthony Richardson, he's, he's been told by his handlers, just don't get injured. That's why he runs out of bounds eight to ten yards before he has to run out of bounds. Oh. I, mean, I didn't know that. Why did, which ones, which handlers were, t- were are telling him this? I'm curious. You don't think somebody's telling him No, I'm him asking you, who, who do you know, know that are, is telling him that? I don't know these people. Okay. You, he's playing like that. So I imagine somebody's telling him to play that way because he didn't play that way last year. So I can only judge. Biggest play of the game, he stuck his neck in there and and got the the first down on fourth down and and juked some people and ran over a guy near the goal line. So when 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 was this? That was thirty-two yards to set up uh, the 
Second, or yeah, the, he he still he still touchdown. ran out of bounds. No, he didn't. He he, he got tackled to the three yard line in the middle of the field. Oh, you're, I'm talking about a different play. Then I'm sorry, Pat. He had another long run and he went out of bounds about the three yard. But but Mike, I I don't the, like the the sideline thing for one extra yard and you're going to take a big hit. There's no point in that. No, I, I don't no, no, mind no, him not, running out of bounds. I don't mind him either, but not to eight to ten yards before there's a defender. That's what I. Have I, I don't. I've never watched a play this year and happen. thought, man, I'll, he could have got a few you. extra yards. I'll, I'll send it to you. Okay. I promise you did. And it, it, it's just this is the way he's playing this year, and and that's fine. But well, it's not. It's not coach. fine. He's not going to be successful if that's the way he's playing. I know he's not going to be successful. He's holding his team back. He's holding. The, he's not playing hard wow. for the university for his team. He's not playing hard for the fans. He's just waiting to go to the NFL. I don't and know about the holding case, the team back. The fact that they can't play defense play is holding hard, the team back. I agree there, but if he doesn't play hard, that holds the offense back. And and that's he's not playing hard now. And he when you smile after you throw an interception, nah, that didn't. tells me you, I don't, you care don't care about that. I don't care about that. People have people have facial expressions that do not r- oh relay God, what they're Pat, saying. You think anybody no. would throw an interception? To I know you're the moral police. Smiling. I get that. No, but I'm I, not. I, Pat, just but, tell me what. What? What? what I've seen people throw an interception or make a mistake or strike out and, and smile, smile because they're smiling at how stupid they are to have done that. I, okay, I know that's that. What he was thinking. If that's what he was thinking, I'm stupid to do that. But I guarantee you, if Danny Warfel or any of these champions, just like just said, if they a championship quarterback, if he threw an interception, Tom Brady, if he threw an interception, it could cost you a game. He's not smiling. That's not funny. Okay. Thank you. Right. Thank you, Mike. All right, we got to get one final break. We'll be right back. We'll wrap up the first hour here on WRUF. Bill Sports Center. Here's what's trending now. On ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Talia Baya. In MLB, today marks day one of the Divisional Series. The Guardians will be traveling to the Bronx to compete against the Yankees tonight. You can tune in right here at 7 for live coverage. The Phillies and Braves are also playing right now in Atlanta. The current score is 7-3, top of the 7th in favor of the Phillies. In the NHL, the Tampa Bay Lightning are entering their first regular season play against the New York Rangers. The game is set for 6.30. Moving to Gator Sports, the volleyball team beat LSU over the weekend to raise their overall score to 13-3. They now hold a 5-1 record in the SEC and will be taking on Mississippi State Friday. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I am Talia Baya. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. It's known as a small place with a big taste. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you're really missing out. The place that's been voted best cheesesteaks in Gainesville, it's called Big Mills. Serving 100% top butt sirloin, 100% chicken breast on their cheesesteak sandwiches, Big Mills has a big taste. They also offer sausages, hot dogs, burgers, and salads with a baseball theme inside that every diehard is going to want to see. They've also got ice cream and milkshakes to wash it all down, so come on down to 2111 13th Street, right next to Adam's Ribs and see why Big Mills is a small place with a big taste. In over three decades of jewelry retailing at other places, John DiSapatino has never been able to offer his customers what he can today at International Diamond Center. The amount of inventory here is unbelievable. A lot of people go on Pinterest looking for that perfect ring, and you know what? 99% of the time, we're going to have it for That's because IDC has designer rings other stores only wish they could offer, like Takori, Viraggio, Kirk Kara, A. Joffe, Henry Dossi, and other very exclusive names. We were selected in the industry to be able to carry these top designers. This is what women are asking for. 
for. This is what they're talking to their friends, and this is what they're looking for, and we're able to deliver that. If you still can't find the right look, IDC can also custom design a ring for you using the latest technology. I have people that have a little sketch they drew on a napkin. We can sit down, design it out for you, basically take your dreams and turn them into reality. International Diamond Center, always doing whatever it takes to make you a raving fan and family for life. The smiles, the laughs, and the hugs that we get are bar none the best. At Celebration Point. That's what it's all about, yep. Online at shopidc.com. Football season is here. Time to let Electronics World upgrade your home entertainment so you can enjoy all the big games this fall. Hi, this is Tom Collette. Score big with a new Sony 4K Ultra HD TV or a custom-designed, professionally installed home theater from Electronics World. The winning team at EW can put you right on the 50-yard line in your own home. Come visit us today and see for yourself. Just off Newberry Road, west of I-75 near TJ Maxx or online at electronicsworld.net. As a small business owner, you've got ings to do. That's why the UPS Store is here to help. From printing to shredding, even mailboxing, you can get every ing your small business needs all done in one trip, saving you time for all your other ings, like professional photo taking or just enjoying family dinner. The UPS Store, every ing for small business all in one place. The UPS Store. The UPS Store locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours may vary. See Center for details. Bump, set, spike. We are your home for Gator women's volleyball. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Gator Volleyball Head Coach Mary Wise, and you are listening to The Tailgate with Jeff Cardoza and Pat Dooley right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Really wasn't that great. Yes, nice it was. Catch, Things getting interesting in uh, Atlanta. Golly, Olsen hits a three-run homer, make it a one-run game, and then a little blooper. Nick Castellanos just made a heck of a catch to save a double. It was a really good play. But really it good play. So the Braves down to their final out with Travis Darno up there, who did homer, and he's got three ribbies already. So. Will he homer again? I say Darno. <laughs> Probably not. But valiant effort, but it just shows you the Braves didn't capitalize early in that game. Yeah. There's a grounder to short, and that will do it. So Philly wins it 7-6 to uh, start off the series. You know, it's it's kind of funny. I Again, the one-game playoff was the dumbest thing that ever was been invented in the mm-hmm. history of sports, okay? Um, now they're playing the best of three, which I, I like, but I, I don't – if it was up to me, if they asked me what the perfect year, it would be shorten the season by 10 games and go ahead and make them all best of seven. Because I like it uh, to be longer. That's too long, I think. No. I, I'm, I'm good with the five. The season's five, too long. Seven. You like three, five, seven? I'm fine with three, Remember five, the old seven. days when they said nine? Yeah. Best of nine? But, I yeah, think Bobby I, Cox. I agree. Would, the, the one one game is stupid. You just Bobby Cox would have won more World Series if it was best. If of they nine. were longer, sure. Yeah. In fact, if he had, got the best of thirteen, he definitely would have won. Never lost. Yeah, that's right. These guys would have dominated. But the Braves will have to come back now. The they never got swept all year. So if you're thinking about three games, and Philly should certainly not do that. But it is uh, just they left nine guys on in the first five innings. Yeah. And when you do that, 
you're not going to win. All right, Jerome, we were uh, want to give you a little bit more time, so if you could hold through the top of the hour, we'll get you on there to uh, to start things off and obviously continue the conversation about Anthony Richardson, the rest of the Gator football but, players. You know, Jeff, here's the thing. We're do, having the same discussion we had after the USF game. And we're going to have the same discussion next year, I know. in my mind, like if he's the quarterback again. It's it's going to be that way with Anthony Richardson. That's what I mean. It's just a roller coaster ride. Yeah, you got to hold on and try not to puke out the side. Which I went to Bish Gardens like a month ago. I didn't puke at all. I went on all the roller coasters. I'm not a roller coaster guy. We're good. Cheetah's I'm always awesome. I'm always afraid it's going to come off the rails. Yeah, and go flying through space. <laughs> I can see that scenario happening. Luckily, it does. Because uh, I think about the people, especially at the Carnies. Yeah. I think about the people that are putting them together with them. <laughs> ah, I think we lost. We got a missing bolt here. Ah, don't worry about it. We'll be fine. <laughs> All right. Whole another hour to uh, continue this conversation. Looking forward to doing it with all the great callers we have here on WRUF. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. You spoke, we listened. You wanted the easiest car buying experience ever. So we're giving you the easiest car buying experience ever. Your schedule doesn't have time for five hours in a car dealership. Work, kids, soccer practice, grocery runs, jury duty. Really? That again? Gatorland Toyota puts your convenience at the top of the list. With Express Shopping, you can browse our incredible selection and buy your vehicle entirely from the comfort of your home. Financing, paperwork, trade appraisal, even the pricing can't be done remotely. No need to come to the dealership. Gatorland Toyota delivers your new car to you. And what if that car was fully customized? With our pre-order program, it's easier than ever to get the exact vehicle you want from headlights to trunk. Have a vehicle to trade or sell? Even if you don't buy from us, we'd love to take it off your hands and give you a top dollar offer that you're sure to love. Come experience how Gattles got it at Gatorland Toyota today. Visit GatorlandToyota.com for the easiest car buying experience ever. Life is short, and if we spend our time suffering with pain and it takes away our joy, that's not a very good way to live. He's right. It's hard to be happy when you're in constant pain. QC Kinetics patient Chad admits the chronic pain in his knee really robbed his quality of life. When I was going to the traditional doctor and getting the pain pills, my smile wasn't as big as it usually is. Going to my high school reunion on crutches, it was awful. But then Chad visited QC Kinetics. He experienced the real power behind natural regenerative treatments. Using healing properties from his own body, QC Kinetics was able to restore and repair damaged tissue, finally giving Chad lasting relief with no drugs, no surgery, and no downtime. And I'm feeling on top of the world because of QC Kinetics. Learn how advanced regenerative medicine can help your body heal itself at QC Kinetics. Call now for your free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. In Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550. Come celebrate Tom Petty's birthday in Gainesville this October 20th, 21st, and 22nd at Parkwood Soundstage for three days of music and stories, 20 different acts, all playing Tom's biggest hits. The best part? It's free. Go to TomPettyWeekend.com to reserve your free ticket. Sponsored by Meldon Law and Visit Gainesville, Alachua County. 
many times have you looked around your house and said, one day, one day I'll add that pool, or remodel that kitchen, or maybe even take a dream vacation. Here at Radiant Credit Union, we say that day could be today. With our low-rate home equity line of credit, you can access the value of your home to make your dreams a reality. We offer an easy application, low rates, and in some cases, no closing costs. Radiant puts your home equity in your hands. Visit radiantcu.org slash HELOC and get started on your home equity line today. Federally insured by NCUA. Things have certainly got a little out of hand lately when it comes to just buying our everyday necessities. Just look at gas, streaming services, and heck, even chicken wings. Well, there is one necessity that shouldn't cost a ton, and that's taking care of yourself and helping fix all the aches and pains in life. And the fine folks at Titan MRI agree. With costs a fraction of what you'd pay at a hospital, you'll not only save money, you'll be taken care of by staff with over 20 years of scanning experience. Titan MRI is the only locally owned and operated MRI center in town and has offices in Gainesville and Lake City. And the great part about going there is you can park right out in front of the office. There's no long walks from a parking garage. The average scan time is just 15 minutes. So you can get back on your way with doing whatever it is you do in no time. With nothing but five-star reviews, they'll give you the five star treatment titan mri is a place where your doctors are sending their family so when you need an mri call titan first and you'll burst into smiles that it'll be the best thing you ever did for yourself this program is paid for by talking reds llc the tailgate with jeff cardozo and pat dooley is on the air quiet on the set we're all sound action you can be part of the show by calling 392 talk that's 392-8255. Or hit the guys up on social media by tweeting to at Jeff Cardoza UF and at Pat underscore Dooley. The grill is hot and the beverages are ice cold. It's time to tailgate. Here's Jeff and Pat. All right, second hour, welcome into the show. If it's the uh, the first time, we've talked a lot. And we'll do it again here in the second hour, of course, about the Florida football team. Braves have just lost the opening game of their series against the Phils. They did just enough. They had a, a nice plan against Max Freed early on. Gator, or excuse me, the Braves didn't capitalize early on on many, many base runners out there. And Philly just played a, a little bit better. So give them credit. And we'll see what happens the rest of the way. Yeah, but. I appreciate that uh, little shot we got from Brett, but uh, yeah, don't worry about it. It's not over yet. Still, got to win two more. But Phillies are set up. They've got their two best arms now over the next couple of games. So give them credit. That's what they were able to do. All right, right back to uh, the conversation. Kate is here today producing, and we go to Jerome on the phone lines. Hey, Jerome. Hey, how you doing? Good, man. All right, I, I appreciate you guys taking my call, and I. I appreciate you respecting my opinion as well. Uh, there are a few things that I want to say that I've been listening to you guys and I've been listening to the radio shows for a while. And I, you know, I have a difference of opinion, you know, based on, and I, my opinion, I think Mike got on the phone and he was basically adamant about this, you know, this the way that he felt that this young man was uh, when you talk about Richardson. And I think Lewis got on the phone earlier and he was talking about some things that he had seen uh, and, and his ability, he had the ability somewhat, uh, he felt like he had the ability to be coached uh, better. One thing I do, I have looked at, and I've, I've, I've said, and I really didn't want to say anything, and, but I, I have a problem with uh, uh, all of our 
everyone just kind of like uh, they had. This is the Richardson down thing. I and I know that you guys may not feel that, but the way that it's heard and the way that everyone hears it is like. And if you hear it, if you didn't know Richardson, you would think that he's just a, a kid that came in, just come in, just to get money. These young men are out there trying to play ball. They're they're working to tell off, doing everything that they can to try to uh, make it happen for the University of Florida. Yeah. I, Listen to the shows for a long time, and I've seen a lot of qu- quarterbacks come in here, and I haven't heard. And there's certain quarterbacks that you you hear when you hear that this quarterback come in, and now certain quarterbacks come in, you never hear anything. It's the team fault. Richardson didn't lose that that lose, don't lose the game. He make mistakes. Tell me a position out there the way that where they don't make mistakes. I know the leader is he's the leader of the team. I know that he's the one that is out there making it, trying to make it happen. But when you're out there on the field, it's different from when, with a mic in your hand. When you're out there on the field, it's different from just sitting in the stand with a beer in your hand with your opinion. Anybody can have an opinion, but put on a, a uniform. Go out there and fight with these guys. Get in the trenches and fight with them. And I, I'm, I'm disappointed with a lot of what I hear. Because instead of us basically picking up our guys, we feel like we, we seem like we have picked one guy out of the team. And we began to, to to low rate and pick apart every little thing that he does. Well, 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 well. Wait, wait, just a minute. You're the quarterback. You're gonna get picked apart like nobody else is. Yeah, and, and that's at every level at every place in the world. And and he he knew that coming to the University of Florida and, and what this is. And and Jerome, listen, off the field, the guy's tremendous. And and there's not enough said about the time he spends with kids. Correct. And, waiting and giving autographs and, and doing like I saw him in the locker room after the game and there, there's this underprivileged kid there and, and he's sitting there taking pictures with him and smiling and then you know another kid that was handicapped and he's right there with him so yeah none of that gets reported on but I mean that's that's the way it is if I gave up a game running homer I would expect to you know be the one that's saying okay I, I should have thrown this pitch better I should have done that better I think that's just what these conversations all about it's not destroying the kid as a person by any means but if you look back at it the two boneheaded plays that he made against Kentucky cost Florida that game if those two plays aren't made then Florida probably wins that game so I think there you can say it both ways like I I don't obviously not trying to criticize the guy but you you have to talk about what you see, what you feel, and people ask questions. Like I think everybody has a right to to have and that the, said. The stats tell a story of a guy who's had just incredible number of turnovers, and um, that's and again, when you're the quarterback at the University of Florida or Florida State or Georgia or Alabama, you're going to get everything. Like whether you're smiling or not, mm-hmm. is going to get uh, picked apart. That's just part of that's in the job description. And, um, you know, especially this fan base is very critical when things aren't going well. Yeah, and, and Jerome, if you can't handle like that, winning. then there's no <laughs> way you're going to be able to be the quarterback at the University of Florida. Think, think about this. This is the University of Florida again. Negative calls after the win over USF. Negative calls after the win over Missouri. Positive calls after they lost to Tennessee. I can't figure you guys <laughs> out anymore. Can I, can I say something at this sure. point? Okay, listen, I, I understand that. And I, I want to address one thing. I've got a couple of things. One thing is the bonehead plays. I think that uh, as you, you speak, and I really, really agree with you, I think the, uh, the quarterback is really, really the, the engineer. He, I mean, he's, a, he's the one that actually is, is the, he's the captain of the ship, basically. 
But I also have to take a look at, you have to look at when we lose a game or you just can't just focus on one guy. You've got to look at it from the standpoint of a young man trying to get out there and trying to make it happen for uh, the University of Florida. Now, the University of Florida is a, a very, very, uh, very awesome institution. I mean, it's, it, it is. But you got guys that have come there, and I've heard and I've seen those guys, and I've heard the radio shows. And when you, what my point is, my basic point is, is I've seen us go down and 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 go down and come up in victory, and I've seen us go down in defeat, and I've seen all of these now. But everything seemed to be not pointed at this young one one man. If you at least take a show, and we penetrate all of our all of our conversation on this one man, and then everybody's coming in with their opinions and disopinion. And but when you got another quarterback in there, everybody's saying the team is failing, the team is failing. We got to do this. No one is saying, okay, you had one boneheaded play on defense, you had a boneheaded play on, on this and a boneheaded. How many boneheaded plays is in, in the run of a football game? Well, Jerome, that, that's not true. And we we have certainly been very critical, critical of the defense. Of the defense. Of, a certain of, player on defense. Yeah, of Trey Dean. There's, we'll just call him by name. We've, we've called him out a lot. This is what happens when you have a talk show and you're talking about a, a program like the University of Florida. It, it is the way it is. You're going to get a lot of criticism when you uh, make things difficult, more difficult they should be. And, and Jerome, I, I think part of th- this conversation that, that maybe you're not getting or understanding is I think a lot of people feel that Anthony Richardson has all the talent in the world, and they're just trying to now pull out what the problem is on why he's not showing that all the time. Every game. And, and that's the consistency factor, and, and that to me is the, the whole issue with Anthony Richardson. It, right. you, you see a lot of quarterbacks that are very, very consistent and they continue to do things, but it's it's that roller coaster that Pat's talking about. Like You shouldn't all of a sudden go to Knoxville in the toughest environment in the world and throw for 500 yards almost and then come back the next week at home in a situation where it's really not that hard and, and you can't complete a pass because you're missing by a mile. So I think that's just the part that you're trying to figure out, okay, what is it with Anthony Richardson that doesn't allow him to be that good like he was in Knoxville all the time? Right, and I, can I say something at this of course. point? Okay, now these guys are young guys. Just, just basically getting started. Anthony Richardson hasn't been started very, very long. And, I mean, if we attack like that, when we're, I'm not saying attack. Let, let me back up that word. Okay, if we address the issues as we do and the way that we're doing them at this point, the way we're talking about it, and with these young guys just stepping in there, just stepping in, he's got a full of nerves. Many young guys, I, Anthony Richardson played over here at East Side, and he's just, just stepping out and being a young man. These guys, and the one guy, I think Mike said that he was smiling. Well, if he's not allowed to smile, I think he needs to take off the uniform. And yeah, that, that's, that's, that's I didn't agree with that. Stupid. All right, they're not being bought big. They are out there with emotions and feelings, and they're going through things too, but they're trying to keep it together, man. They're trying to keep it together. But these guys are fighting for the University of Florida. I hear you say the university. They're not fighting for themselves. It's not just about the money. These guys are out there fighting for the University of Florida. When they win, I can't understand. What I can't understand is that, yeah, we're talking about these guys as if though that they're that we're talking about two time losers. These guys are they're 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 getting a little education. They're fighting for the University of Florida. They're trying to make it happen. They're trying to do their best. There's there's no doubt, and, and I don't think we're we're saying that that they're that they're not. But but Mike or excuse me, Jerome, they're 
we're, we're talking about a guy now, the third year in college. I know he hasn't played all the time, but if it's a coach and it's the third year and the results are still kind of the same and inconsistent, that guy's gone. So and I'm not saying Anthony Richardson should not be starting or playing, but if you're the third year in the system, or, or at least at a school, you understand what the school's all about. You understand what your responsibility is here. You understand those pressures and everything else. You, you, like To me, you can't be feeling pressure now at this point. If you're feeling pressure, then you're not going to make it. You're not ever going to get to that level if you can't handle all the other stuff that's going on. The, the, the really good ones that do make it can handle that stuff. So that's it. But a great call, Jerome. Thank you so much. Appreciate that. Let's get who was next. It was uh, Jim. Hey, Jim, what's up? Welcome. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, listen, I want to go off script a lot, and I hope you won't mind. Okay. But I was just calling to let you guys know about the outstanding performance that a young man from Williston had Saturday uh, up in DeKalb, Illinois. Uh, Quinion Mitchell is yeah. a sophomore quarterback uh, for the Rockets. He had four interceptions, including two pick sixes, in the Rockets' win over Northern 52-32. to and he was naturally, as you might expect, he was named MAC Defensive Player of the Week. But more, even more impressive, the Walter Camp Football Bowl Subcommittee named him National Defensive Player of the Week. And uh, boy, that's that, what an accomplishment for uh, someone coming from Williston. That's that's impressive. And I guess it it just reinforces the fact to me that boy, there's just a lot of outstanding football played in some of these rural communities and. You know, outside of Gainesville. Yeah, well, no, that, that was that was really state, cool. Yeah. yeah, they're really and Willison's legit this year in football. They're, they're doing some really good job. They've got a f- couple of former Gators there now at mm-hmm, at Williston. Right. But yeah, Mitchell but was actually there? who's over there. Um, Kyrie Edwards is one of the running backs I think who well, transferred from Gainesville, right? Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. But I'm, we're talking about the co- oh. the coaching. Oh, staff. the coach is it Pruitt? Is it? It is Pruitt. Pruitt's there, oh. and he's got uh, I think I think. Gerard Warren's, Gerard Warren's there. Oh, Robbie Pruitt. So Robbie yeah. Pruitt. Yeah. Um, that yeah. was up there coaching him in high school. Yeah, yeah Lake Butler. Yeah. But, yeah, Mitchell in high school, he was a running back at Williston. He ran okay. for almost 1,000 yards, really good athlete. I remember him because we would do some okay. of those high school games. And, yeah, very very talented guy, obviously yeah. a little bit smaller. But um, he's gone up there and done some really good things. It's really yeah, he, really cool to see. Yeah, it really is. It's remarkable. You know, Toledo, like all the MAC schools and a lot of the schools up north, I mean, they really come down here to Florida for their skilled players. And Toledo has 16 Floridians on their roster this year. And they, one of the reasons why is they've got an assistant coach who was a coach at Plant High School in Tampa. Mm-hmm. And so they've they've really made some inroads, uh, you know, in, in Florida. It's, it's, it's remarkable. So I just wanted to share that with you all. Hey, one more thing, Jeff. You know, the big high school game in the region Friday night is Union County versus Hawthorne. You going to be broadcasting that? No, we're actually doing the, uh, the Buholtz game this week. Okay. Who are they playing? Uh, Oak, Oak, Oakleaf or Oakview okay. the, over from right. over Jackson. Some Oak team. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good enough. Hey, one more thing. Since I grew up in northern Ohio in a town 70 miles south of Cleveland, I'll just end this call with a go Guardians. <laughs> there you go. See ya. You know, what? No, I, I, I was going to say, I, I actually felt bad for them. I don't care about the Rays or the Guardians, but yeah. I felt bad for the Rays when that game ended. I, I just. To end yeah. a game like to end your season in a fifteen inning game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's no hitting. Brutal. And, 
Yeah, and, and they ended up bringing him Corey Kluber at the end. I mean, he's the star. He's a, had they run out of every other pitcher on, that they could have brought in, and so they bring in Kluber as, as a starter. Or yeah, it pr- was, pretty it was much. All, it was pretty much all hands on deck at that yeah. point. He, yeah, because either if you win, then you figure it out the next day. That was yeah. kind of like what uh, right. Sully did at uh, in Omaha. Yeah, brought in Jackson Coar and won the game. Yeah, and if he doesn't, it's I don't, just weird that it's Kluber <laughs> because. Yeah, he was Cleveland for so long oh, and was yeah, so successful sure. there. Yep, yep, you're right. Yep. All right, okay. Jim, thanks for thanks bringing that. Yep, appreciate that. Yeah, I, I saw that, the the Williston kid, and that was awesome. And speak, yeah, Speaking of uh, playing high school, it's where uh, Kate went to high school, our producer, and the great Preston Tucker is from Plant High School down there in Tampa. A lot, so, of, a lot of great players. Yeah, a lot of great there. players. Yeah, so. a lot of good football players. So I think John Reeves might have been from oh, yeah? Tampa Plant. Okay. I, I'm not sure about that. Sweet. I'll look at it. Well, this guy is from all the way out in Texas. Let's get to him. ATX Gator, what's up? Hey, gentlemen. Hope all is well. Uh, I know you guys probably took some joy in watching those Mets lose uh, over the weekend. Yeah, it was short-lived. Yeah, now that the Braves lost <laughs> today. Was, yeah. yeah, true. Touche. Touche. Hey, Jeff, a couple things before I get to Gators. One of the things, too, it, it, it's funny. You know, that I, I don't know how much you watch the game or, or you pay attention to that, but uh, with Buck kind of calling the uh, you know the substance thing on on uh, Musgrove there, uh-huh. it, did did you see did you see that or hear about it? I I was yeah, I was I watching it, but it was in the background, so I didn't hear it in the commentary. Okay, so basically he he's just mowing through the Mets, right? There's right. absolutely no energy going on. Blah 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 blah. You figure he's just the guy's been around the block forever, right? A little bit of gamesmanship. So he basically comes out. I think it was probably the bottom of the sixth. Yep. Uh, right, right before the Mets hit, and and basically asked them to go inspect him again, right? And check his ears, um, yeah. So you, yeah. Well, so I told my buddy, I said, hey, I thought it was bush league, but I had actually texted a couple other friends. I had never seen a guy's ears sweat like that. So you know, shiny. like it was actually a joke. Yeah. Like well, you know who uh, Andrew McCutcheon actually tweeted something out and about it. it. Was he like, goes, I know that happens all the time. The pitchers do that, and it kind of it kind of makes their senses. Well, more it's like hard. an icy hot. Yeah kind of deal that yeah. they, they put there to try to get them going and get them more focused. But I, I know I did. I, I remember watching it, and then I, I did kind of flip it and turn it up. I think, though, with, with Showalter, though, he should have at least done it in the second inning because I think the fascinating part is, you know, all these analytics now, ATX Gator, are pretty fascinating because it, it showed, like, his spin rate on pitches during the regular season, and then it showed the yep. spin rate early in that game, and they were, like, completely off the charts, different. So yeah. something was different. Something was going on. I mean, he's he's a good pitcher, but yeah, the, the stuff was extra special that day. It was it was kind of nutty the way that that ball was moving around. Yeah, yeah, that was that was crazy. Um, well, hey, and the other thing too, I wanted to just quickly chat about was I know there's been a lot of talk about it back and forth and blah blah, blah but in terms of the NFL and the quarterbacks and protecting and what you got to do. You know, I think I have a little bit of a different take probably than, than maybe the two of y'all or, or maybe it's unpopular. But there's a part of me that says, at the point, I think Joe Burrow said this, you know, maybe last week or, or two weeks ago, when you're going to make more money than 99% of the population playing a game, there's inherent risks in playing it, right? And I'm not saying, Pat, that these guys should be like gladiators from the Roman era, right? Where like, hey, you're, you just go and if you die, you die, whatever. But Football is a violent game, and you can't try and overprotect these guys. In college and high school, I think you should do more, right? But at the point where you're going to make millions, 
and you're a grown man, that's the inherent risk you take for the benefits of, you know, the money and the glory and whatever. And, and, and I think it gets really tricky, and you see it last night, right? The Tua thing then to last night, and that's all in the name of protection, right? And at some point you just have to say, hey, it's either a completely malicious hit and you're out of the, you know, you, you throw the flag and you get the personal foul and you could be out for that game. Or, hey, that's football, this is a violent game, and you move on. Well, I mean, again, there are, there are parameters to what is supposed to be called and what's not supposed to be called. And it's still, it's it's a, it's not a, an objective call, it's a subjective call. I mean, what I you see as it, and the trouble I think is it's not reviewable. So, like <laughs> that play last night, I, I don't, it was a football move, I, I don't think it should have been a penalty. Uh, there are times when guys drive a guy and they drive him with the intent of breaking yeah, his with shoulder. their, their shoulders yeah. and all that pilot driving yeah. him into the so, ground. I mean, it, it, it's not even that complicated. I mean, you can watch it and know what is pass interference or what is um, uh, roughing the passer and what isn't. It's not that complicated. Yeah, I just I just wonder if there's going to be like a play where the defender is so scared to to hit a guy that he kind of goes in on him lightly. They ended up not calling him down or something. The quarterback spins away, throws a touchdown, it wins a game or something. It could be could because be yeah. that the quarterback start having flags if you can get to the flag. Yeah. You pull so it off. it's it's just it's I, I I do think it's certainly gone too far and it's taken away from what that game should be because I I agree with you. I mean you, you you know what you're signing up for if you're playing football. And especially in the right. NFL, when those guys are so big and fast, you have to understand that there is that risk of injury. But you also might be paid seventy million dollars someday to to go out and do it. I think the the yeah. hard part is when you see like Sayow and, and a few other people, and I guess here well, locally Brantley, when when guys get like that. Yeah. But I don't know how often that's actually the case. But that's the thing is you sometimes do have to protect young athletes from themselves. Yes. You know, so. So, and Pat, that's, I, I'm especially like at the high school, college level, I would agree. Mm-hmm. But I, I just, there's something in me that says these guys, you know, I would, if I had that ability, I would take the risk, right, of potential CTE or whatever for the money because what that would do for my family and the, you know, those kind of things. And, and I don't want to belabor it. I know you guys talked about it. A couple things on the Gators quick. Um, one thing, too, and the gentleman in Pat, I know you didn't take too kindly to him, and, and you told him he was the moral police, but I, there, has to be, <laughs> there has to be something, though, with Anthony. And the one, the, the one thing I was going to bring up is the Tennessee game, it's away. He's, he's on the road. He's not in Gainesville. He has a run. I'm not going to get it cor- exactly correct, but you, you can go watch the film. But there was a run where he goes towards the sideline, he lowers his shoulder, and he blows up the cornerback or the safety, right? And I was like, wow, this kid is, he's ready to play today. Come to Missouri game, he has one like that on the sideline where he got hurt. And he goes into it where he's like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to step out or lower my shoulder. And then he like kind of pulls up on the playing field and ends up kind of going down a little bit awkward and tweaking his ankle. And I'm thinking to myself, like, I watched you not that long ago lower your shoulder and run someone over. Why didn't you just do the same thing right there, right? And it's like, that's where I'm wondering, to that guy's point, is there someone in his ear who's constantly just telling him, like, hey, if you get hurt, you're going to blow well, again the, back to the My money, question right? would be that this, then. Why didn't that person talk to him before the Tennessee game? 
because maybe they're maybe it's a local someone who's you know what I mean like it's someone who's local. To you had you had six was, days to talk to him. I mean, you weren't going to talk sure. to him like right before the game anyway. So I don't think that's the problem. I think I think when they put the game the ball in Anthony's hands in Knoxville and then against Utah is when he played his best. When they kind of shut it down a little bit and again they threw fourteen passes in the game, um, completed eight. Then he, I don't think he plays with the same spark. I, I that's my theory. But we again we're right back to where we were after USF. Well, we all have a theory on what's what the problem is, you know. <laughs> right, and I think too he's back to being the fetal that, pig. Yeah, well, we could also boil that down just to a team that you know, as as Billy talks about a lot during the week, it's like they're just not there yet, right? They don't know how to oh, yeah. prepare like champions, and so I think Utah, Tennessee, big games. It doesn't take much to get up for that. USF, Missouri games you're supposed to win. The stadium's a little bit, you know, when and there they are, you know, kind of dragging ass. I bet you Saturday night, with everything that's going on and all the hype that's going to be surrounding it, they come out flying. It'll be interesting to see. We'll wait and see, you know. All right, gentlemen. Well, hey, listen, have a great week. It's always a pleasure to talk to you, and uh, we'll, we'll talk to you here soon. Thanks, ATX Gator. Appreciate it. Breaking news, college football, that you're a fan. I'm not. Fans? I'm, it's, J- I'm obsessed with it. Jalen Daniels out for the year. Kansas quarterback. Kansas, yeah, I saw that. So earlier. that's big, uh, big news Well, there. The, the good thing for them is the guy who came in was their starter last year. So yeah. he, he can spin it. But now you're, uh, you clearly thought he was – Jalen Daniels was a better player. So and, and I wanted to see how many guys the Braves left on base for the whole game. Uh, 400? Yes. Um, 13. 19. Jeez. 19! That hurts. Lose by one and leave 19 on base. That's why you lose. And that doesn't count the double play because that's only two guys left on base instead of three. Instead of three. Yeah. Yeah. Dang it. Dang it. All right, we got to get a break. We'll do that. We'll come back, keep the conversation rolling along. You're listening to the tailgate powered by Gatorland Toyota. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now. On ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, my name is Paige Marquez. In Major League Baseball, the Atlanta Braves recently played against the Philadelphia Phillies today. The Philadelphia Phillies have won the game 7-3. In the National Hockey League, the Tampa Bay Lightning will be going up against the New York Rangers for the start of the regular season tonight. Last year, when they played against each other, Lightning lost three games. Also in Major League Baseball, the New York Yankees will be playing against the Cleveland Guardians in the MLB playoffs. Garrett Cole with the Yankees and Cal Quantrill of the Guardians are expected to pitch. Tune in here at 7 p.m. for live updates and coverage. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. My name is Paige Marquez. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Come celebrate Tom Petty's birthday in Gainesville this October 20th, 21st, and 22nd at Parkwood Soundstage for three days of music and stories, 20 different acts, all playing Tom's biggest hits. The best part? It's free. Go to TomPettyWeekend.com to reserve your free ticket. Sponsored by Meldon Law and Visit Gainesville, Alachua County. 
Summertime means fun time. It's a chance to get out, enjoy all the great things here in North Central Florida and beyond. Getting outside and getting after it again can be awesome, but turn into all full pretty quickly if you don't stretch or if you're just old like Pat Dooley. So if you have a mishap with some aches and pains and need any type of chiropractic treatment, there is nobody better in town than Dr. Paul Gardner. At Gardner Chiropractic and Injury, they have affordable, no-stress care. From sports injuries to chronic pain and headaches that won't go away, they've got many therapies that will get you better. They can even order MRIs, ultrasounds, CAT scans, x-rays, and blood work to get you all diagnosed the right way. Gardner Chiropractic and Injury Center has been making the people of Gainesville feel better for a really long time. Located right next to Gainesville Health and Fitness on University Avenue, finding them is as easy as getting better. So give them a call today at 727-4438. As you look online at all the Facebook pages, the TikToks, and the tweets, there are resolutions everywhere. Heck, even Dooley is resolving to lift some weights and not to suck at golf so badly this year. So I told him the one-stop shop to fix up both is Play It Again Sports. If you have things you want to get better at for 2022, check out their bikes, their exercise equipment, their gloves and bats, and even their slew of Frisbees for a little Frisbee golf. They are the place for just about anything. And if you have anything just laying around don't use anymore, well, bring it in for some cold hard cash or trade it up for something snazzy play it again is the perfect place to find whatever you are looking for and it's located right on university and 34th street so it's easy to find and i'm there all the time so i just might see you at play it again sports from the uf weather center here is your wruf weather update Increasing cloudiness this evening. Overnight skies turning mostly cloudy. Patchy, dense fog expected tomorrow morning with mild lows in the upper 60s and lower 70s. Tomorrow afternoon, mostly cloudy skies and increasing chance for showers and thunderstorms. That chance will persist into Thursday. High temperatures tomorrow and Thursday in the mid-80s and turning sunny, cooler, and drier Friday into the weekend. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. For the New York Jet fans and Coach Robert Sala, just understand, I have a no-exchange policy. So you can't come back to me with your receipts. You buy and you keep it. That's Buyer just it. beware. Buyer beware. So thinking that you're getting ready to clown me in a couple weeks as you pile up victories, not going to happen. <laughs> he, Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. WRUF Radio app. Your source for sports every second of every hour of every day. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. The tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. Funny how the guy from uh, Los Angeles that does the voiceovers can get your name right. And everybody else does. Hey, I wanted to uh, straighten out one thing. It was not John Reeves that went to plan. It was Lee McGriff. I knew it was somebody from that era. Um, well, he was younger than John Reeves. And I should have known that. Also, your hero, P. Alonzo, went there. As did Wade Box, the chicken eater. Chicken eater. Yeah, there you go. It's a long, long history of greatness, at least in the baseball world. Yeah, absolutely. All right, back to the phones we go. It is Adam's turn to join us. Adam, what's up? 
Hey, man, how about them damn gators, baby? How about it? Yes, sir, man. I Hey, I know all the talks about AR and all that. I, I'll speak on that in a minute and give my, I guess, professional opinion, of which I have none when it comes to psychology. Um, but as far as football, Believe me, you join a long list of people who've called today. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I know, my man. Listen, man, wh- listen, how important was this game this past weekend? Am I the only one that thinks that this game was absolutely imperative for us to have? Well, it was very important to win a uh, to win at home and to beat a team that's not a great team but has a has one side of the ball that's very good and that's their defensive side, not their offensive side. Didn't, but again, this is why I get discouraged on defensively. Jeff is because that team we isn't very good on offense and they still were able to go up and down the field against Florida, but that's another story. It was a big win, but uh, it, it's. I think this one's bigger this week because the LSU is a, is a real rivalry, and they have dominated. They they own the Gators right now. They've won nine of the last twelve. Well, you know that's what they say. You got to win the big one to make the next one the biggest one. So, well, it's just yeah, like man. Tennessee. Tennessee is now saying this is the biggest game they've ever had there. Well, I thought three weeks ago was the biggest game you ever played there, uh, but that you know when you the more games you win, the bigger the games get. Yeah, certainly, certainly. And uh, I was just, man, I, I was just so, so glad we won that game, especially homecoming. And like you said, you know, uh, to get that monkey off our back with SEC wins and to send Eli Drinkwitz home with his mm, tuck between his legs. Let's just say it like that, baby. <laughs> See ya. Get out of town, baby. Yeah, he's, I think he's become like one of the least favorite coaches out there for Florida. And, Dude, he's a he's a nerd. but but here's but here's the thing, one reason that Gator fans hate him is because the way he kind of made fun of him last year, and he deserved to make fun of him after what Mullen had pulled the year before. Yeah, I mean if yeah yeah if if you're not going against him, you probably enjoy that. Like the Missouri people probably laughed at it and had a great time with it. You don't enjoy two and four though. No, no. Yeah, so that makes the win so much better. So. Past that, man, hats off to the Gators. I really saw some impressive uh, defense, although we did give up quite a few third and longs. That's over-aggressive defense. But I I saw a difference. Ventral Miller, they say he has a fractured foot, but he was flying around like a crazy man. He was just like shot out of a cannon from sideline to sideline. Man, he was – Adam, I mean, he gave everything. And just to to see him after the game – He's only got one of those, though. In the locker room, it was it was awesome because I mean that dude was so exhausted, like he could barely stand up. And it just shows you he gave it all to to be on the field, and he's hitting holes and doing everything backside, coming across the field, running guys down. It was it was pretty incredible. He's he's playing with a passion. It's fun to watch. Yeah, I hope we can continue to count on him. I hate to say that because I don't want him to put himself in jeopardy because uh, I believe he he will get uh, into the draft next year. Um, and Jaden Hill, what a blessing to have him back in the secondary. Um, just he's, He just makes a huge difference in that secondary. Grateful to have him. Um, now, as far as Anthony Richardson goes, like, people got to remember, like, let me use an analogy. When I was 14 years old and I was handed the keys to one of my buddy's cars, I drove it like I stole it. You know what I mean? I drove that car like I stole it through the woods and ran into a tree and over some stumps and all that kind of crap, right? Because it, the, the responsibility wasn't on me. 
is my point. This year, this is his first time starting. He has the at least the majority of the playbook. I think I think Billy Napier is going to continue to open that playbook for Anthony Richardson. But he has the responsibility. It's his car. You have the keys. It's your insurance. Your license is on the line. You are going to drive that car differently. You're going to have more of the weight of that responsibility. I think that's what we've, we're seeing. Last year, we saw him jumping around all on the sidelines and going crazy and, and backing Emory Jones up and then coming in and doing crazy things against USF and against LSU. Well, now's the time that you need to be responsible for this team, be responsible for their their progression. You get what I'm saying? Am I making sense or do I sound crazy? No, but I I do think, and that certainly is a, an issue with with Anthony is that now that the pressure is on him, it's clearly gotten to him, um, and it's not just pressure to be a great teammate; it's pressure from you know uh, what his ex, the expectations are for him, and I, I know that it's look it's hard to deal with. Not everybody's equipped mentally to deal with stuff like that. Where you're you know some people take the burden differently. And, you know, some people, some people say, Hey, bring it on. I want all the burden. I want everybody to count on me. And some people go, well, I'm not sure I want that much burden, but I'll, I'll do what you need me to do. So I don't know. That's, that's, I mean, that's another, that's theory number 712 about why Anthony Richardson is an inconsistent quarterback and with seven starts under his belt. Thanks, guys, for the show. Go Gators. Let's Thank get you. LSU, baby. I'd appreciate Does it. Does that make any sense to you? I wasn't paying attention. Okay. <laughs> Ryan, what's up? Pat and Jeff, how are y'all doing? We're great. How about you? Yeah, I'm, I got Santa Rio by Sublime now Ooh, stuck in my head. That's but, a good one. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, all the people calling in about AR, you know, regardless of their opinion, whether you're happy or disappointed, for the most part disappointed, it seems like. What drives me kind of nuts is the people that kind of sympathize and, you know, feel sorry for them and say, well, you shouldn't pick on them and you shouldn't, it's not his fault. And I just, it, it just kind of drives me, especially today's day and age, maybe 20 years ago when these kids weren't making any money and they weren't, you know, easily making millions in the pros if they may, you know, it's just with the NIL, you know, they know what they're signing up for when they come play for the University of Florida, if, if they didn't want to have all that, you know, adversity as far from the fan base and people criticizing them, then they could have gone and played for Vanderbilt or Duke or Kansas. You know, it's you came to UF, you know what you were going to sign up for. If you make boneheaded plays at the quarterback position for the Gators and we lose the game, you know what you you're gonna get and it, it, it's it's completely fair mm-hmm. now if it's attacking his character that's another story you know we, no one should be calling in and saying anything about this kid's character as far as you know off the field now if it has to do with criticizing his play on the field it's all holds bar i mean you could say whatever you want i mean that's that's what they signed up for this kid they're they're making more money than i'm gonna make in my entire lifetime in college. Yeah. No, they're not. Yeah. I mean, some are. Who's oh, making yeah. – uh, so you're saying you'll never make – A million dollars? Well, I'm, I don't think anybody's well, really getting a million. I'm I'm part of the, the one of the, the, 
they, you know, you pay a couple dollars a month and help, you know, I, I, I know a little bit about how much they're making and that, Hey, all the power to them. I'm happy that they're, especially with all the, you know, yeah, they, they, they should be able to take up. advantage. But Ryan, I do agree with you. I, I mean, if we're going to sit there and talk about how great he made on a throw and a run and how athletic he is. And he spun around a player and gosh, the throw to, to Pierce Hall is an NFL type throw, which is yep. exactly what I said to Napier right after the game. Yep. So I, I mean, yeah. I, 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 sucked, I, I hyped him up. So like, you should then be able to then get it on the other side. I, I completely agree with you. I mean, that's what these guys – I mean, that's that's a part of playing the well, sport. Like I said, that's part of the job description. Yes. Right. Quarterback I, I at, at the University of Florida or any other major Power 5 power. Um, I mean, it's probably not that way at Kansas until mm-hmm. this year. It's probably not that way at um, a lot of schools. But it is that way at, at Florida and, and – most of the major schools. I mean, a quarter right now, the guy at uh, at Alabama who got shoved in there. Everybody's dissecting that guy, mm-hmm. you know, to death. And he reminds me a lot of Anthony Richardson. Big upside, big downside. Right. So yeah, that's just what they sign. I mean, it's not. I coach eight and under soccer. It's one thing if you're picking on. Uh, I mean, even if it is on the field, they're not little kids out here. These are they're they're men out there and there and some of which are making millions of dollars even the ones that aren't you still came to uf you know the fan base you signed up for you know what i mean it's like i i don't feel sorry for you know criticism it's 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 part of the whole system that's yeah, part of what you signed up for i tell you what though adam i have noticed that katrina has not been running out all the plays on your eight and under soccer team <laughs> <laughs> Well, I appreciate it, guys. Y'all have a good one. All right. Thank you, Ryan. Appreciate it. Let's uh, sneak the cattleman in here. Mikey, what's up? Hey, guys. Y'all good? Heck, yeah. Hey, guys, I want to play Pat's favorite game, three games, but y'all can relax. There's no hoodoo. I've got three good questions for you. Okay. Two for you, Pat, and one for you, Jeff, or both of you guys on the third one. Hey, guys, um, a lot of football to be played, of course, but who's going to finish? I think we can agree Missouri and Vandy are in the tank. Who's going to finish fifth in the SEC East? Well, let me think about that for a second, but I can tell you that Missouri's not in the tank. Those guys played their tails off uh, in that game, but they're they're obviously, um, you know, they just can't, they don't have enough offense to win a, win a lot of games. I mean, to me, it's still South Carolina, even though they beat Kentucky, which is but again, you don't. But have they, they, I mean, their guy. Did you see how that game started? Yeah. I mean, yeah, they don't have their quarterback, so they run a double reverse mm-hmm. to try to shake things up, and they lose the ball and get them to them at the two, yeah. get the next punt blocked. I mean, and it only what was it? Did it end up seventeen seven? Was that the final? Uh, Maybe not. I'll move along here, guys. But I'll tell you this much, Pat: your bro uh, Matt Jones isn't too fond of that opening play in that South Carolina game. They're not real pleased about that. No, South nobody is. I mean, it was a dumb. It was, yeah. I mean, of course. A play like that's great if it works and you run it for a touchdown. It's terrible if it if you botch it. But I mean, I I would have come out and said, "Hey guys, Chris Rodriguez, this is your game. Offensive line, you guys have been getting ripped all year. This is your game. You're gonna have to win this game." I would have handed it right up the middle on the first play yeah. and just kept pounding it because South Carolina Spencer Rattler is still awful. He's terrible. Uh, they yeah. they would they wouldn't have been able to score without um, those those two early turnovers. Yeah, and on your own 20, that's rather questionable also. All right, question two, guys. Um, 
let's exempt Alabama fans from the state of Alabama or have a connection to the school. I'm asking you all about Alabama fans y'all have met there around Gainesville, and you'll probably see 20 of them at the mall. Would you guys agree with me that with for fans that have no connection to the state of Alabama or the school, pretty much all Alabama fans are front runners? Well, it's it's. I guess they all are because they're always in front. <laughs> yeah, I mean Alabama has had the best program. Have you ever Bryant, seen anybody at the mall with an Alabama shirt on? Johnny Cornell. That's it. That's about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, they're in Gainesville. I know you have a hardcore Gator base, but maybe get outside of Gainesville a little bit. But my contention is, uh, Alabama, great program. I know the history and all that. But you get outside of fans that have a connection to the university or the state. 90, 90%, maybe all Alabama fans outside of those people exempted are your New York Yankees, L.A. Lakers, posers. I don't know. I, I've i spent a lot of time in the state of Alabama, so it's kind of – Yeah, but I'm, I'm exempting those people. I'm talking about – Well, that, that's, about people that's like, like exempting the all the Gator fans who live no, in I mean, Florida. I, I don't know. I, I don't know of any that don't have ties. Of the, I, and, again, this is being completely honest, Mike. I don't know any that don't have – ties of the school that are just all of a sudden Alabama no, my fans. Niece went there, yeah. We don't see a lot of that yeah, here yeah. in right. Gainesville. I mean, winning's good for business. I mean, what I'm trying to say is to simplify my question is uh, most people, who you can be a fan of any school, it's free country, but most people want to be affiliated with winners. That's why sure. you see a lot of New York Yankees and Lakers fans and um, you know what I'm where I'm going here, Bama fans, who am I leaving out? Most of these people you see walking around the mall with no Alabama or university connection are Poser front runners. Do y'all agree with me? No. Maybe they I like to have. Crazy on that one, Pat. I think you're crazy. Well, I I, I, uh, I, I rarely agree with you, so I, I just I'm no, not no, agreeing with you on that. No, no, we usually do agree, Pat. No, no, actually, we usually do agree. What do you think about that, Jeff? I think most. I just said like what I said. I don't I don't know of any Alabama fans that aren't tied to the school. You don't see a lot of that here in Gainesville, and I honestly don't see any walking around the mall. But well, I would I I do agree there are front runners out there, people that have no clue. And, okay. Okay. Let me ask you a little more generically. Do you, you agree with me that most people want to be associated with winners and sure. not losers? That's that's really my point. That's well, really my point. No, I don't agree with that because I remember last year that Tennessee filled that stadium up for uh, that old Miss the, the only The only exception <laughs> I would give would be Chicago Cubs fans. And, and you know, the Boston Red Sox in baseball. But, but you know, Boston, you'd have to clue me in on that, Jeff. But I, I went three World Series. I think, I think most Alabama fans without a connection to the state or the school are a bunch of front-runner posers. Hey, last question, guys. Whatever. Um, I'll throw this at you, Jeff. Anyway, I know y'all are on a university station, so you can go no comment on me here. Is there anybody that likes being sass besides the DeSantis? I have no idea. I don't know anything about them. <laughs> y'all hang in there. Yeah, I, I don't think I'm allowed to comment on that. <laughs> it's not because we're a state-owned all right. Well, you're going to go make a lot of comments at the quarterback club, so I'll let you get out of here. All right. A few minutes early. Yeah, cool, man. Well, you got plenty of calls. We've had a good day. It's been an interesting day for phone calls. Yeah. Always fun talking to the great callers here on the station. We'll come back and get a few more to wrap things up here on a Tuesday edition of the Tailgate. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. My name is Paige Marquez. In Major League Baseball, the New York Yankees will be playing against the Cleveland Guardians in the MLB playoffs tonight. Garrett Cole with the Yankees and Cal Quantrill of the Guardians are expected to pitch. Tune in here at 7 p.m. for live updates and coverage. Also in Major League Baseball, the Atlanta Braves 
just recently played against the Philadelphia Phillies. The Philadelphia Phillies have won the game 7-3. In the National Hockey League, the Tampa Bay Lightning will be going up against the New York Rangers for the start of the regular season tonight. Last year when they played against each other, they lost three games. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Paige Marquez. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. You spoke, we listened. You wanted the easiest car buying experience ever. At Gatorland Toyota, we give you the easiest car buying experience ever. With Express Shopping, you can shop and buy your vehicle entirely from home. We'll even deliver your car to you. Want a customized Toyota? With our pre-order program, you can get the exact Toyota you want. And if you have a vehicle you'd like to trade or sell, we'll buy it whether you buy from us or not. Come experience how Gettle's got it at Gatorland Toyota today. Visit GatorlandToyota.com for the easiest car buying experience ever. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. I would say that not only because they're absolutely the best, that they do pay attention and listen to each different patient and what their needs are, what their fears are, how they can help them through the, the different processes that you need to go through to have healthy teeth. And that's what's really important to me. It's the difference between night and day, just having the absolute best and know that that's what I have and um, I'm healthy and I know that that's what I'm going to be for the rest of my life because this is my team for the rest of my life. It's terrific. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. What are the core values at International Diamond Center? Integrity, stand behind your product, be involved in the community, give back if you've been blessed, and take care of your people. That's Keith LeClaire at IDC, who along with his wife Peggy just announced the creation of the Fifth C Foundation, the charitable arm of IDC. When God blesses you, you want to be able to reach out to make a difference in the lives of so many different people. Peggy, Keith, and the rest of the IDC family created the Fifth C Foundation to focus on three key initiatives. Give kids a chance, support military families, and end human trafficking. Pick the ones that are closest to your heart, stay true to it, provide and help society. That's what IDC is all about. The Fifth C Foundation, a focused and more impactful approach to making a difference in our community, helping to fund and volunteering with organizations that align with IDC and the LeClaire family mission. This is my passion. International Diamond Center, family owned for more than 35 years, blessed with tens of thousands of loyal customers and honored to give back to our community. As a small business owner, you've got ings to do. That's why the UPS Store is here to help. From printing to shredding, even mailboxing, you can get every ing your small business needs all done in one trip, saving you time for all your other ings, like professional photo taking or just enjoying family dinner. The UPS Store, every ing for small business all in one place. The UPS Store. The UPS Store locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours may vary. See Center for details. Football. 63 yard touchdown, and the ball game is tied. You are listening to ESPN 981 FM 850 AM WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is University of Florida President Kent Fox, and you're listening to the Tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley right here 
on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. All right, running out of time. We'll try to uh, snag a few more phone calls before we ski-daddle on out of here. Let's get uh, Chuck to join us next. Hey, Chuck, welcome. Hey, Jeff. Thanks for the thanks for having me late in the day here. Sorry, Miss Pat. I had something I want to talk to him about. I have a hat that I think he'd love. Okay, I'm uh, sure. Promo hat on a college night for when they were honoring University of Florida at Truist Park. So it's a Braves hat with a Gator logo on it. Oh, yeah, he'd love so it. They, yeah, they do They do them for all for um, – uh, you know, for all the SEC and ACC schools um, at that park. But anyway, that'll, that'll be for another call. Uh, I was uh, fortunate enough to make it down to the game, and there's something folks are not talking about at all, and they're thinking, oh, you know, AR's maturity, does he know enough of the playbook, has he seen the field and all that. And I'll just tell you what I saw, and I, you know, I feel like you can only see this live, is there's just not a lot of separation um, for the receivers. And, um, you know, I felt like most of the game, and passing downs, uh, Missouri a lot of times was playing just straight up man, you know, two safeties, and you know it was it was just tough because, and then in spite of that, you know he made some beautiful throws. Not all of them were caught, but he made some beautiful throws that you know he put the ball in the only place where they could be, and you know the receiver didn't didn't reel it in. So anyway, just quick observation. I, I've not heard every, anyone talk about it. I've heard him talk about you know Ventrell on the defense and sure. Phil and. And all that, so I, I, that's something I've not heard observed, but that's something that was it was very glaring to me in the live scenario. Well, it, any you know, thoughts? Yeah, yeah. Chuck, it, it's it's really interesting because I think the the teams that have actually played more more zone or cover two have allowed. Uh, I I actually think that that's worse. I think having man against Richardson, you're going to be more effective. That's what Tennessee did, so he's able to kind of pick him apart and do some different things. So I was really surprised that Missouri did that because that's what yeah. you know Kentucky did the opposite. They were very effective. Certainly USF uh, were very effective in, in being able to play defense like that. I just um, – I, I think I would rather have teams play man against him. I, I think Shorter's getting yeah. better. Uh, Pearsall does a really good job. But I, I do agree with you. There's been several times this year, whether it be the tight end or Shorter especially, a few times where they're not using their body the right way to go up and get balls, and that kind of puts AR in a little bit of a predicament. But – I mean, more yeah. more often than not, I don't I don't think that being a, a huge issue. I, I think the the coaches are drawing up good enough plays, and I, and I think the receivers yeah. are good enough. But I, I I do agree there's there's parts of that, but I also like when teams go man against them because I think that's where Richardson's going to be more effective. Well, fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, good analysis, and I appreciate you taking the call. I'll let you get your other folks. All right, Chuck. Thank you. Yeah, the, those hats are really cool. I, I I got one of those a couple of years ago, and then they actually have uh when i went to the gift shop at truist park this summer they actually have a sticker that's the old school atlanta a and then also a, a gator next to it so that's on my car right now so that is uh that is certainly something really cool but a lot of a lot of great calls today and certainly i think everybody has opinions on what this team is what it what it can be but i, I do I, I think you're seeing progress but i think there's still some glaring things that need to be corrected by no means is it perfect especially with the defense and hopefully you'll see the coaching staff continue to work with these guys and the players just just getting better I think you you with Jaden Hill coming back having the game he did certainly with Ventrell did remember the defense did step up when it needed to Missouri had every opportunity to go down there and score and tie the game again and you, know, you wish it wouldn't have gotten to that spot and to be in that situation but the defense did make a stop 
They made a stop against Utah when they had to. So Napier has said it a lot. It's that bend but don't break type of defense, and I know it's really, really frustrating. And certainly those third downs could have really cost the Gators the game. But hopefully it'll be better. I mean, hopefully you have guys that start to understand the types of coverages that they're supposed to do. I really still truly feel that Patrick Tony is a good defensive coordinator, and I liked Todd Grantham. And everybody last year criticized Todd Grantham. I mean, that was the, the scapegoat. But maybe the players just aren't good enough right now. I think Grantham has had a lot of really successful seasons, and he's done some good things. And, you know, there's times that he didn't. Patrick Tony did blitz a little bit more this game, and it seemed like when he sent some of those guys and they put a little pressure on, then that's where they were a little more successful. So anxious to really see the, the Georgia game. That's where it's going to, I think, kind of come to fruition. We'll see what inevitably happens because you've seen now a couple of times what works against trying to attack that Georgia offense, and, and if the Gators can do that defensively and be effective with it, well, then we know that Patrick Tony's watching film and the rest of those guys are watching film. But, I mean, think about that staff and think about all the guys that are on it that have been in the NFL, I mean, all over the place. There, there's been so many great coaches in this league that have been a part of this league for a really long time. So I think they know what they're doing. Just the question is, is there good enough personnel right now? But that is certainly changing. And as this weekend's going to be great. I mean, there's a, a transfer linebacker from Georgia Tech that'll be here. He's a stud. You've got a couple of five stars that'll be here as well. Got to just get some better players here. And hopefully the uh, the Gators will continue to make that happen. And we'll see what happens the rest of the year. All right. Appreciate Kate for producing today. For Pat Dooley, I am Jeff Cardozo. Back at it tomorrow where we will continue the conversation here on the tailgate. Gainesville from the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios. We are ESP.